Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing with yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the cats, hope rescue, turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the opponent, we can toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry, and with me, as always, it's the Stoner. What's up, man? I love that song. I love that our 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 opening song. I jam to it every time. We, we do need to make a minor change. You might not see him right now. He is currently uh, broadcasting on the football garbage time, but Trev will be joining us here in a little bit, uh, so he'll pop on. We need to get his name added to it because it's such a fun song. It's such a fun song. So yep, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll work on that because uh, we we love our boy Trev. And like I said, he will be joining us here in a little bit. We'll uh, introduce him when he does drop in. But let's talk about why we're broadcasting on a, on a Monday, of all things. And that's because, as you can see down here on our little live ticker, this is our special 53-man roster breakdown. But more importantly, this is the WFT Pots 53-man projection show. And so what you're going to see here is... Uh, we we got as many as we could as there were position groups and uh, uh, you know content creators across Washington football team. They're gracious enough to join us. And so they created some content that we're going to share and then kind of discuss as we go along. All we did was we provided the numbers that they were allowed to pick. Uh, and then they provided their input for it. So really excited to have uh, all the pods. We're going to give them shout outs as, as they go along. I have not actually seen the videos. I think you, Stoner, you only watched them long enough to kind of make sure the audio was good. And uh, so we should have some pretty exciting things here. I want to give a shout out, a special shout out to uh, L.E. from Washington football team Declassified. This was an idea that he floated by uh, us and we loved it. And so we uh, reached out and got everybody on here. You'll see L.E. in a little bit. Uh, Anything you want to say, Stoner, about the show before we get rolling? Yeah, so I... The history that you just provided was great that Ellie said, hey, can you guys, uh, here's an idea. What do you guys think of it? And we just ran with it and all these other pods jumped in with us. But what was really, really kind of funny about this whole thing is that we don't, uh, we came up with the breakdown of each position group. So we have a 53-man roster. So we assigned, for example, three running backs to Rio in Rambling About Washington. And he's like, well, if I'm running the team, I'm having four running backs, not three. And then you had other people like the wide receivers. I gave them seven, or we gave them seven, and we said one of them has to be the punt returner. And they're like, well, I only need six for that. But sorry, that's just the way it's going to break down for you. So they, so some of them were restricted in what they could actually put together in their team, but they wouldn't normally do that if they were putting together the team. So that's, but that's the fun part of it, right? It's obviously we're not all going to be right, but it's just kind of fun to see what other pods are thinking about these different position groups. It, it is, and I highly encourage you, if you're a fan of Ref the District, to check out these shows as we name them because they do each have, or at least most of them, have their own 53-man roster, so you can check out mm-hmm. uh, you know, their input on the full roster as they see it fit. You know, I mentioned our declassified friends, L.E., they picked our wide receiver group, so seven mm-hmm. wide receivers, and we said one must be the punt returner. So let's uh, check out 
L.E. from Washington football team declassified to see what he has to say about the wide receivers for Washington. What up, y'all? This is L.E. from the WFT Declassified Podcast, and I'm going to bring you my prediction for the wide receivers for the 53-man roster. Shout out to Ref the District. This is for their show. I hope everything with this is lovely. So check it out. They said we got to keep seven. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm going to do what they ask, right? So if we think about the four safe receivers, I'm going to say Terry McLaurin, Diami Brown, obviously the draft pick, Curtis Samuel, safe. Come on, he ain't going anywhere. And Cam Sims. As much as I don't want to agree with Cam Sims being safe, I believe he's safe. He didn't play in the last preseason game. It is what it is. Let's see what production we can get out of him. So then we start getting to an interesting scenario where you really have three spots for a lot of dudes, right? So you got Adam Humphreys, you got Isaiah Wright, DeAndre Carter, Dax Milne, you got Tony Brown, AGG, and DeAndre Carter. So for me, the fifth receiver on here is Adam Humphrey. Again, one of those guys where I think maybe you can go a little younger, do a little bit better, but he has a relationship with uh, Fitzpatrick. And since Fitzpatrick's our starter, I'm going to try to make him comfortable. We're going to keep Humphrey, right? Then I think we're going to keep AGG. He was a draft pick by the coaches last year. They're giving him every opportunity to exceed, to succeed, excuse me. So why abandon that now? I think he's going to be on the roster, and I think we're going to see him develop a little bit this year. We'll see what happens. My last spot, this is my punt returner. Uh, he might sub in his kick returner if Patterson doesn't do it. I'm going to go with Dax Milne. I like what I saw from him during the preseason. Nice. He has a little wiggle to his game. He goes forward on punt returns. That's all I can ask for from a seventh receiver. So, ref the district. There it is. That's my prediction. Seven receivers strong. We're going to get it done this year. Peace. All right. So, again, that was L.E. from Washington Football Team Declassified. And as you were watching us, so this, uh, as you're watching us, you might have seen Trevor pop up. We promised Trev. he would be here. And he's here. And you didn't really miss uh, much of the action as uh, you came in during the first view, which is our wide receiver group from Declassified. And he got, yeah. you came in during the part where it was the givens. And you saw the spicy part there at the end. Your boy yeah. Dax was L.E.'s choice for the seventh receiver can, can i just say that uh le's crazy no way, no way. <laughs> i'm just saying no way they're keeping milne no i got way? i got milne why not they keep milne surprise cut cam sims like i said last oh, night see he even and guaranteed cam sims for was a lock. that i know but he said he didn't agree with it but he said just because he doesn't play he <laughs> thinks he's safe so le is kind of with me on the not agreeing part at least so get rid of Cam Sims, bring on Dax, and bring on DeAndre Carter to return your punts. You'll be fine. So, all right. So, okay. So you've got Cam Sims out, and you've got DeAndre Carter in to return punts. Yes, okay. pretty much. I, mean, yes. I don't. I don't have Dax Milne returning punts. I just there's no way he looked good. He looked uh, good. There's when he was no back there. way that I'm going to have a why rookie. Why not? Because he's a rookie, and he's caught like three punts in game. Preseason game action. I don't. I don't know. No. I want the best somebody. Punt returns of all preseason. <laughs> well, maybe, but still, it's a very low bar to set. That's a very low bar to set. <laughs> I like Dax Milne. I I would like to see him make the fifty three. I don't think he makes it. I think that he's Probably on not, the practice yeah. squad. Uh, but I'm also not sold on DeAndre Carter making the team. So I definitely not agreeing with Trevor cutting Cam Sims as a surprise cut. No so. way. 
we'll see. I'm we'll see how that all plays it. out. We're going to go burgundy and gold already on Trevor's. You can tell his new microphone hasn't come in yet. So we're gonna, tomorrow, tomorrow. 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 Did you so have this in your other Thursday. podcast? Did you have this issue in your other podcast? No. Nope. Really? It's so always it's just, just us. With us. That's it's always with us. Well, we talked about the wide receivers. This is going to be a rather long show because we've got all these videos to go to. So I'm going to keep this moving as quickly yep. as possible. Yep. But we talked about the wide receivers. Let's talk about who's throwing them the ball here. Okay. And this is going to be from our uh, friends over on the DMV Sports 3. So Trey Z here with us with uh, Ref the District giving us the QBs. All right. All right. All right. Trey Z of the DMV Sports 3 here. About to break down the quarterbacks. Shout out to Ref the District once again for an opportunity. And I appreciate the deference of letting the old man get probably the easiest position. <laughs> the quarterback position. So, my prediction for the three quarterbacks for the Washington football team. <laughs> Chris Magic will start. But I believe that everybody saw the second preseason game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh -oh. Are we a part of the Heineke Howlers? Technically, I feel like we really could have had a quarterback competition after seeing the performances of all three, four quarterbacks here on the Washington football team. My opinion. But Fitzmagic will be our starting quarterback against the Chargers. And then quarterback number two. Heineke, of course. Now, Heineke, I thought, would probably, in the beginning of the year, would have been our quarterback number three. Why? Because the infamous Kyle Allen was supposedly the one that knew all the plays and kind of was Ron's go-to. Our Colt McCoy, if I may. <laughs> mm -hmm. But as you saw on... The last preseason game when Kyle Allen got to start. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Who <laughs> man. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, our quarterback position might be detrimental going into the season. This is just Oof. real talk. But keeping the video tight, and making sure that I'm under the guidelines, I'm gonna say Fist Magic one, Heineke two, and Kyle Allen. Why? Because Montez is just really more of an experiment, kind of like Reyes. He's just Ooh, oh not man, we gonna have to go after that guy. He was the happy quarterback true. for us, and um, thank God Heineke came in when he did to save Montez from really destroying his opportunity at the end of last year going into that playoff game. So those are my three. It was kind of easy. I mean, I think it was glaring. But honestly, on any given Sunday, as they say, these three quarterbacks that we have, uh, not for Heineke's effort. Heineke had got that spirit. And, you know, he has he's a different game. He, he has the feet that we all wanted Haskins to have. You know, uh, Fitzmagic has... The experience, and yes, we have seen him turn it on, but we've also seen him when it's off, and we're going to need every <laughs> single game this year because, yeah. as you know, for yeah. whatever reason, Ron Rivera, and I know this is not the position that I should be talking about, 
but D Hop is not gonna help us with any no. field goals or <laughs> any kind of <laughs> gotta get that D Hop in there. To the yes. kicking game. It's it's just trash. But we're talking quarterbacks, and those are my three. <laughs> Thanks again, for Ref the District, DMV Sports Three here, Trey Z, and don't forget, I'm always right. <laughs> we had to end it with that. Uh, <laughs> we Tracy, thanks for thanks for putting yeah. that together. That was DMV That's Sports awesome. Three. Uh, great guys, great show. Uh, definitely catch them. And he's right on the QBs, right? We know Montez was already cut. We, you know, we we're, we had some right. obligations today, which is why we pushed it to eight o'clock. Stephen Montez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure yeah. That's clear. Okay. Yeah. If Montez Sweat gets cut, then we all have. Hey, some. You got to clear it up. Got to clear it up. So. <laughs> We uh we have Jesse popping in on our uh, in our chat here saying Kyle Allen getting cut. Um, hey, hey, it maybe. could happen. Yeah, it it could happen. Could happen because they could bring in Kyle Oletta who just got cut by the Browns and take <laughs> Kyle Allen's spot. Just saying, Kyle Allen could go the way of uh, Trevor's microphone uh, and, uh, <laughs> and get cut and find his way getting cut. No, Kyle Allen getting cut is an actual real possibility because they could put him on the practice squad as well because you can have up to six veterans who have more than two years of experience on the practice squad. So that is a yeah. possibility, but that wasn't the task that Tracy had set before him. We gave him, Hey, give us three quarterbacks. Cause yep. we feel that's how many quarterbacks are going to go into the regular season on the 53, largely because as he talked about Fitzpatrick can sometimes turn into Fitz, you know, tragic. And then Heineke has some health issues, despite the fact that a lot of people think that he's the, you know that he's the starting quarterback um kyle allen he mentioned it colt uh, he's our he's he's ron rivera's colt mccoy he's the guy to be the guy they traded a fifth round draft pick to to secure him they think that he could be a guy long term but yeah we'll see where he ends up but kyle but the thing about the third quarterback is if you have him on your active roster and then when you go to game day and you have to sit five guys or six guys, you can sit five guys and the sixth guy be your quarterback who can actually dress and be an emergency quarterback if your first two go down. So that's why I think they'll probably go with three quarterbacks because they have that rule so that they can have him there simply as an emergency guy. But, you know, he very well could get cut. Who knows? (laughs) Just had to share share this from Jesse. This is Thanks, true. Jesse. It's it's coming tomorrow, bro. I promise. So if, if you listen to the audio version, Jesse trashing uh, uh, Trev's mic as well. He does. <laughs> he does have Amazon. a new one coming in. Yeah, um, he ordered it yesterday, live on the show. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to track it right now, live on this show. So <laughs> well, while he's tracking his thing here, I want right. to talk about our next position group. We're going to stay with the offense, and it's going to be our boy Rio giving his running back predictions. What's going on, Ref the District? It's your boy Rio from Rambling About Washington. And my position group for the 53 roster breakdown is the running back room. This is pretty simple. I imagine they're going to keep four, but I was told I'm only keeping three on this roster. So I'm going to do what I would personally do. And I'm going to tell Peyton Barber, it's not your time here anymore. Give him the pink slip, and we're going to move on with Jared Patterson as running back three behind Gibson and McKissick. Like I said, realistically speaking, I think they keep all four of them. Antonio Gibson, McKissick, 
Barber and Patterson because I don't know if they're just going to go in with an undrafted guy as running back three. But Gibson is a solidified RB1. He's going to go high in fantasy for a lot of people because I think we're going to throw the ball to him. He's going to get a lot of touches. McKissick is a lock. Third down back. He's going to get all the check downs. Barber has no wiggle to him, but the team has this infatuation that he's like the greatest short yardage back in the history of the league. So really for that purpose <laughs> only, like we're going to probably keep him. And Patterson, although he's flashed in preseason, Patterson's hands are very inconsistent and he's still got a long way to go. I like to see the upside. I'd like to see him on the roster and get some touches, but we should definitely pump the brakes on crown. Like I see people talking about, oh, he, he's going to take the job from Gibson. No, he's not. That's that's not, not He's going to be <laughs> not a part of the play. running back room, but that's definitely mm -hmm. not happening. We don't keep a fullback, so that's not even something that needs to be considered. But, yeah, this is pretty easy at the end of the day. I don't even need to spend five minutes on it. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Jared Patterson. It's my running back room, the running back room that I think that really is presented to us when the 53-man roster comes out is Gibson, McKissick, Barber, Patterson. And that's all for now. Shout out Ref the District. I, I got the video to y'all this time, so don't roast me. <laughs> Hell to the name of the football team. <laughs> All right, thanks, Rio, for getting in this rambling about Washington with Rio. And, yes, we, we definitely roasted him. Yeah, we got burgundy and gold again, Trev. The, uh, we definitely roasted him. Uh, we definitely roasted Rio for not getting in a uh, fan video because he kept promising. And then, finally, we, ha we, we hit him up at the training camp uh, fan day. And I, we got a little video of him promising and said, if he didn't get it in, we can roast him on Twitter. So a lot of us had some fun with that. Uh, but thanks, Rio, for getting those in of the running backs. I personally like Patterson over Barber as well. The hands are a concern. But what I think that he, where he shined was he was actually good in pass blocking. And they're okay putting him back there to return kicks. So maybe Rio's right. Maybe we gave him the wrong number. Maybe it's four running backs they're keeping. But if we're if on our roster, we said three. Are Sorry. you happy with the three yeah. he, he picked? Hey, how about this Thunder's hot take? Not. How about this hot take? How about you? Uh, Patterson had that terrible game, right? The against Baltimore. What bad, about this? They told him to go out there and play like garbage, so that the other teams would not be interested in him when they cut him. And they can resign him to the practice squad. I think that's a garbage take. Okay. That's what yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's a garbage take. It was hot this, garbage take. This okay. fear of somebody taking <laughs> our players off the practice squad is way overblown. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it could I, happen I totally though. It, it could. It absolutely could happen. It's not going to happen. He's not Eric Dickerson happen. that they're sitting on the practice squad. Okay, he's right now. He's a. A went pretty good guy for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, so Stoner. So that means yeah, Peyton, Bar Peyton Barber is getting cut, Stoner. Well, <laughs> if if Rio's running the team, yeah. he only gets three running backs. But uh, that was a last minute change when when we were trying to construct the roster. I went uh, originally I had six receivers and four running backs, and I switched. And I said we should go seven receivers so that they can have mm -hmm. a punt returner. Because if you go six receivers then AGG's getting cut too. 
because they have to have a, a punt returner, <laughs> and it's either Carter or Milne at this point. So yeah, Andre Carter, right? So that's why I would I'm saying that uh, AGG would get cut if there was only six. So that's why I get, I said they should have seven receivers and only three running backs. That's the that's what you're dealt. You have to deal with. You have to do the best. Uh, with there's our rules, and that we had we had to right. go with our you rules. That's that's right. fair enough. Let's move on to our next position group, just to keep things moving along here. So this is our offensive line given to us by the Burgundy Zone. Hello, everybody, and we are the Burgundy Zone. I am the host Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host here, Mr. Hall. What it do? And we have a special <laughs> five-minute uh, video here for you guys for the Washington football team pods, the 53-man projection project presented by Ref the District that they are going to be having on their podcast, Ref the District, you can find on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that you're looking for podcasts. But we are looking into projecting the offensive line for the 53-man roster. So let, let's start with the left tackle hall. And who do you think is going to be that starting left tackle that shouldn't be a hard one to start with? Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty much, he got signed to be the guy. He's come in since training camp, been the guy. We're going to go with Charles Leno Jr. Absolutely. And Charles Leno, I know that um, Mike Silver had tweeted out last night, um, the night of the Baltimore Ravens game, that Charles Leno has gotten rave reviews from the Washington football team staff. So make no mistake, he is the starter at left tackle. Now, projecting the 53-man roster, who do you think would be the backup to Charles Leonard there at left tackle hall? Uh, it's going to be the guy that was stepped in last year, did a pretty decent job. He's going to be the swing guy, I think, and it's going to be Cornelius Lucas. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, I've said this all offseason. I thought that the Washington football team staff loves him as a backup swing tackle. They can bring in in a pinch um, rather than a starter at either position. And we're starting to see that to fruition. So we definitely believe that Charles Leno and Cornelius Lucas will make the 53-man roster. So that's two offensive linemen thus far. Let's move to one more spot over to the right, the left guard spot. Who do you think is going to be the starter for left guard, Hall? Um, it's been a battle throughout camp, but as you see lately, one guy taking it over. I'm going to go with Eric Flowers as the week one starter. Yeah, and I agree. The last couple of weeks, he's been starting uh, these last preseason games. And we know Wes Schweitzer is very, very good. But it looks like Eric Flowers was brought in this offseason. He's taking control over that left guard starting spot. I really like that. Now for that backup there, it's, it's got to be Wes Schweitzer. But no one better. He's done a great job this offseason. They've used him in the second team offense at right guard. Uh, in the last preseason game against the uh, Bengals, and he did a really good job of that from the film that I watched. So I think that Wes Schweitzer makes the 53 as the backup to left guard there. It shouldn't be that hard to figure out. Yep, I agree with that. Now let's move to the center position, and Chase Royer just, Royer just got a contract extension in the offseason last year. 100% he's the starter for that centered spot. Nobody else is good enough to really challenge him there. Guaranteed that he's there so far. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree, look. The dude had a uh, PFF rating. He was in the top three, top five, something like that in centers last year. So he's just cemented as the guy in the middle. Yeah, he really is. And now I do think they, they'll keep a backup center, and that being Tyler Larson, who they brought from, from Carolina. He's coming over. He did a really good job. He's been playing as the second team center. I do think that he'll be on the 53 for this uh, squad, and he'll make that roster for the start of the season because you need a backup center. None of these other guys are really, I think, are capable of doing so at this point. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, So, yeah, you got to go with Larson. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's move to our right guard. So far, that means we have six. We're keeping Charles Leno Jr., Cornelius Lucas, Eric Flowers, 
Wes Schweitzer, Chase Royer, and Tyler Lawson. That's six altogether. So the right guard spot. It's Brandon Sheriff obviously is making the 53-man roster. Not much more we can say. He was a um, pro bowler last season, all pro right guard. He's making this roster there. But the question is the backup position. Do you think that there is going to be somebody they're going to keep for that right guard backup hall? I do, and I'm going to go with Sadiq Charles. I think that, obviously, they drafted him last year. He had a bad rookie year due to injury. I think they're going to give him every opportunity to kind of work his way in, and if he steps in, I think he'll be capable. Yeah, absolutely. I tru- truly do believe that, and that I, I agree. Sadiq Charles also makes that 53-man roster, and he's going to be the backup there. But not only there. Let's move over to the right tackle. It's Sam Cosme. He's starting at right tackle this I, the beginning of the offseason, I didn't think that he was going to be capable of starting week one against Joey Bosa. But going against Montez Sweat and Chase Young is iron sharpens iron, baby. And Sam Cosme looks ready. He's well built, and he is fit to go week one against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So he will be making the 53-man roster at that right tackle position. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. Like you said, uh, everyone was kind of shocked when Morgan Moses was cut. Pretty much just paved the paved the way for Cosme to step in and be that guy. So he'll be the day one starter. Yep, and just like with right guard, we're both projecting that Sadiq Charles will be the backup at that right tackle there, which means it's nine offensive linemen in total. Cornelius uh, Charles Lucas, Charles Leto, Cornelius Lucas, Eric Flowers, Wes Schweitzer, Chase Royer, Tyler Larson, Brandon Sheriff, Sadiq Charles, and Sam Cosme. Now the guys that are missing out. David Sharp, I could see Wes Martin being retained as practice squad in case yeah. of anything happens dire to the guards. Um, and then Keith Ishmael, John Tooth, Bo Benchwall, and Rick Leonard, I believe, are not going to make this football team. And I do think Wes Martin will come back and be on the practice squad along with Keith Ishmael, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Uh, like you said, those are two guys that this that were drafted to this team. They're still young. They're still growing. So I, dev- I definitely think that Ronald staffs them on the practice squad. I don't think you got to worry about them getting snatched up by another team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and like like you said, Wes Martin's a guy that stepped in last year, kind of played played decently. So I definitely think in a limited role, he could probably be activated if he needed to be and do his thing. Yeah, he started at left guard um, for the second team unit against the Bengals, and his run blocking was phenomenal. I was very, very impressed with Wes Martin. I do think that he has earned a spot on the practice squad to be retained. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to our Washington football team pods, 53-man projection project presented by Rep the District. This is the Burgundy Zone. I'm Kyle. I'm Hall. And we will see you guys later. Make sure you subscribe. Washington football. Woo! Thanks. All right, thanks for the gents there from Burgundy Zone. Kyle, I love your background. Uh, uh, it looks very familiar. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like his looks sharper than mine. I'll give him. I'll, it, I have to give him that. It definitely looks a little bit. Uh, Why does maybe it look because mine? Well, mine's a fake wood. I think his is a legit wood uh, oh, wood see. background. So my mine mine's literally a, sh- a sheet hanging up. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but design choices aside. I was really shocked by them keeping Larson as a backup center over someone like Wes Martin, who I think is really someone who I think they, they would want on the team. Cause I feel like the backup center is not somebody who you necessarily need. You can move one of the guards, to the inside uh, to hmm. potentially do that. Uh, Sadiq Charles also at guard, although he's seen a lot of play time on the tackle position, but he is somebody who I feel they, the team feels they can move inside as needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the, I definitely didn't envy those guys picking out the linebacker or the uh, offensive line because I mean you saw it happen, right? They picked two uh, left tackles, two right or yeah, left guards, two centers, and then they only have three people 
left after that. So, well, I uh, think Schweitzer he can play both sides. Yeah, he, he can play right and left. Uh, a lot of those guys are pretty versatile. Sadiq Charles can play guard or tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't and know Tyler- about. I don't know about um, Martin or anybody else jumping in at uh, center as backup center. I think you have to have like a yeah. Larson, a Tyler Larson, to be a familiar with the center position and and all that goes with that. Because those guys call all the uh, the line, the blocking schemes. Mm-hmm. They make all the adjustments up there. So I, and I think Carolina it was guy. Jeff. Yeah, I think it was a tough choices, uh, but they I think they got it right. I, the only mm-hmm. one, the only, yeah, I mean, maybe a Martin instead of Schweitzer, but. Oh, no, no, Schweitzer. Schweitzer, the way Schweitzer was pulling all those trucks and tires and all that <laughs> well, crazy stuff in well, the offseason. You got to put Schweitzer on yeah, there. He's, right. He's a freak. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he was looking pretty good, too. And, and that's honestly mm-hmm. was a tough battle, I think, between him and Flowers. Uh, so I think that one kind of. Uh, you know, a little, little surprise that Flowers was able to overtake here in the, the late round, you know, the later uh, part of that preseason. But to be honest, he did great for the team, you know, a couple of years ago. That's why they traded for him back. So center reps uh, from Colin says that uh, Rulier, Larson, Ishmael didn't hear much about Martin at center this year, but I know they tried that in 2019. What happened yeah. to Trev? I don't know. Trevor just decided up to up and leave us. Maybe his his microphone isn't the only problem Where? he's having. Where did he go? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll be bring back. Trev back here in just a little bit. We're gonna give our last position as Trev. Trev, I don't know what you have. Well, Trev disappeared. <laughs> what happened? Where did you us. go? He's I'm practicing my Fitz magic. That's all. There I don't go. know what's going on. Hey, how right about now. a how about a I recap? How about a recap real quick for those who Why don't we give uh, one more in? position and then All we'll right, do a recap because we got, got one more offensive position. Uh, okay. And it's one I have a vested interest in. But, you know, mm-hmm. Big Doug, don't do me wrong here because this is oh. the tight end group. We only gave him three. And if he can get only three. I need Reyes to make this. I can't, nah, I can't wait for this. I can't we'll, wait we'll for this. We'll see what happens. This is uh, Big Doug here <laughs> with our Ref the District show. Big Doug. All right, this is Big Doug from the Big Douglas Show, and I appreciate the guys from Rep the District for asking me to be a part of this 53-man projection. I was tasked with the tight ends, so here we go. There is little doubt that Logan Thomas, the converted quarterback turned uh, tight end for Virginia Tech, is an ascending talent. I imagine tight end coach Pete Hayner had visions of Greg Olson in his head, when he urged the new Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera last year to bring in the free agent, tight end Thomas. Once a highly touted tight end in high school, the Hokies asked Logan to switch positions out of necessity. Never looked back from there. Year two in the system and a shiny new contract, Thomas should certainly be in line for a boost this year with improved quarterback play. I certainly can see Thomas hitting the 80 reception mark, 815 Ooh. receiving yards, and I think 10 touchdowns for the big tight end this year. <laughs> tight end two is fairly <laughs> equally set, as I can tell it. John Bates is a good blocker with right. great hands. During the draft, Mel Kuyper, in fact, said only Pitts had better hands than any of the receivers, not just tight ends, but receivers in the class. A three-sport star in high school, Bates continues the trend of Washington football team selecting players due to their RAS score. This is a metric used to test the athleticism of players. 298 out of the last 670, I believe, is where he fits. Super high, 6.7 out of 10. 
I think he'll be used a lot in those two tight end sets that we never really got to see last year because of the poor play from Sprinkle. And while I'm a big fan of Sprinkle and always was, it was obvious that he was never going to get the job done in Washington. And is why he is currently in Dallas. Bates should be an extreme upgrade over Sprinkle, who just never found his footing in D.C. Here we go. Now comes the tricky part to me. Uh, <laughs> to me, there'll be three tight ends on the active roster. So Reyes and Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, the converted wide receiver from Texas A&M, are the ones in line. Now, Seals-Jones has bounced around the league for about the last 10 years. He's what they call a move tight end. He, uh, more, rec- more receiver than tight end, which makes sense. To me, that's the problem with Seals Jones is that he doesn't offer Wake Fort very much position flex, which we know Ron Rivera covets, particularly when we're talking about the third tight end. Uh-oh. Now, to me, <laughs> it seems odd that you would assume that a young man that has never played organized football before would not be somebody you could stash on the practice squad. <clears throat> but hear me out. With the new way that the practice squad rules are set, uh, players with more accrued time can still be on the practice squad. That, to me, is very important. I have a feeling Ricky Steeles-Jones has an easier time clearing waivers and making it to the practice squad than the young dynamic Reyes at 6'5", and with a 42-inch vertical, you can imagine all the things you can do package-wise for him. Not to mention that Ron Rivera has already said he's the most physical of the titans they have on the roster. Very interesting comment from the coach. I think there's a better chance that Ricky Seals-Jones can go to the practice squad and be there and not get plucked by other teams. And even if he did, let's face it, I'm not sure that you've really lost all that much. Whereas with Reyes, the potential is to the moon. So here's my thoughts. I think three tight ends to make the roster. Thomas, Bates, and Reyes with Ricky Seals-Jones going to the practice squad. I think a big breakout year for Thomas and a very sizable role for Bates in the two tight end set offense. So there you go. This is your man, Big Doug, from the Big Douglas Show. You can find us on all YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts from. So thanks again to the Ref the District guys for including me on this really fun and interesting project. Well, can Love I just it. say, can Love I just it, say Big before Doug. you guys start talking, Big Doug's wrong. Okay. No, no. Proceed. How is he wrong? He's right. He's <laughs> absolutely right. No, honestly, so he brought up a very good point about the practice squad. Ricky Seals Jones is not a guy who I think is is going to be highly coveted by people. Reyes, I don't think. Honest to goodness, I don't think Reyes is going to get taken by another another team, right? Because this is a guy who doesn't have that football experience. So Jesse, with us, yeah, love Jesse. Love Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Reyes, he he mentioned it. Reyes is the most physical tight end they have. Cool, they, cool, they need someone like, who's going to move bodies. They don't need a move tight end. That's what John Bates is there for. He can do that too. He's John the best Bates, blocking tight end we have. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. That's <laughs> well, that's because Samus Reyes is Jack. Like he is, and we know that's I mean, the reason why a lot of. Uh, He's not uh, even on Madden. See, he's not even on Madden. So why would you even? Why would you even put him on your team? Right. He's, right. he's going to be. He's going to be player number number eighty for Washington football team here in another week when they do add him to Madden. They'll eventually get it right. So, so but how many times are we going to call his name to to on the field to like to produce? Like how many three tight end sets are we going to use this year? How many three? 
Uh, I don't. I think it's actually gonna be more, you know, more often than you thought. I mean, they had, they just had uh-huh. the the Kansas City and Mahomes was talking about and geeking out about how people, uh, you know, are you know the, they're starting to do this kind of play set where they have multiple tight ends. And when you have multiple tight ends that can, you know, stretch the field, and multiple tight ends that can block, you're gonna it's really Ricky open Seals Jones up. can stretch the Look. field. Look, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna do three tight end sets when they do those jumbo packages. That's Sadiq Charles that's coming in. So then, why do why are we even keeping him on the fifty three when that can be RSJ spot? Right, I agree Famous with you, Trev. Like, I'm right with you. What are you gonna do? Hey, Samus, <laughs> go in there and block. All I need you to do is just go in there. And block. He was improving. That's, He's been working the jug he machine. Catch a pat. Well, that's He's cool. He's got a machine, machine throwing to him. A machine. <laughs> Hey, nobody's are you around saying Fitzpatrick him? isn't nobody's, machine. I think that guy's. I want to <laughs> see him. I want to see him get open. I want to see him make a catch. I want to see him catch the ball cleanly. Like he needs more practice. Agre- agreed, and um, he's going to get more practice on the practice squad as the third <laughs> yes. tight end. For they have Washington their own team football. name called the practice squad. They get their own jerseys. They get their own schedule. You know, they get to cool back and watch the game and street clothes and chill, but they're still part of the team because they're on practice squad. He'll be fine. So Colin, you know what? Colin strongly agrees on the three tight ends. I'm not sure if he disagrees with the three di- tight ends that Big Doug picked or not. He thinks there might be a fourth tight end. Uh, so we'll have and to there see. Might be. There might be. Again, we yeah. we gave him these. Cons- we gave him strict parameters. Yeah, right. we had Man. to have. In the end, we wanted to actually have 53 people on the roster. But you know what you said. You know what you said, Nathan, when we were talking about the running backs. You Mm -hmm. said, and we were talking about Patterson and putting him on the practice squad. And you said, people over over what's the word overestimate the talent of the guys that you're putting on practice squad for Washington. But then we just you just said the exact opposite with Reyes. You said, (laughs) well, if you try to put him on the practice squad, somebody's going to pick him up. I said that it's unlikely someone's going to pick him up. This guy doesn't have any football experience. No one's going to exactly why he doesn't need to be on the fifty. You no one's going to take RCA either. You just said it. You have him on the you have him on the fifty three because he's your best blocker. Colin brings up that they used the three tight end set twice in the wild card game and got an eleven yard run and a twenty nine yard pass. It was ten percent of the total game's output. They use they they use those three tight ends. John Bates can block if he has to. Colin always better. Colin always jumps in with the stats and and it makes me feel dumb. Because he has such, he has he gets really he's got deep great in those insight. Stats. He's got great insight. Jesse says just, if we get down, mm-hmm. this is this is one of Stoner's things. I'm going to jump mm-hmm. on you here. This yeah. is one of Stoner's things, Jesse. If we're down to the third tight end, we're in trouble. If we're That's down right. to the third quarterback, we're in trouble, right? Yep. So if we if get you're to, down those, to the ninth you're right. offensive you're absolutely. line, absolutely. Yep. So you're you're going to least... if he gets if he clears waivers, is that really like? Oh my God, we're going to be that sad about it? Is it because he has a great story? Is that why we're going to be so sad about it? Or is it because he's really that legit? Of because a he can that... develop into a solid tight end, is why we're going to be, why we're going to be upset. Another word, which, which equals <laughs> yeah, practice which is squad. What you know, it's why you have him as your third. We don't tight have end. time to develop. We don't have time. You need to win now. Well, we don't have time to continue arguing over Reyes, who is going to make the fifty Washington football team pod 53-man oh, yeah, yeah. uh, project here. That so he's, he made, he's made hey, that one. Now, by the let's way, go I ahead and give a recap. My microphone, so. And so far, great. so good. And you probably just jinxed yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> probably just jinxed yeah. yourself. All right, let's go ahead and give the, uh, the Tracy's in the building. Uh, Tracy, we, we played the uh, – we love your video, man. We got to get you on the show sometime. Uh, absolutely, we gotta get all these guys. We do. We really need need to get you guys on the schedule. Let's go over a recap of what people who you know are just joining us. 
All right. What, what it's come down to. Real, very quick. Uh, the DMZ Sports, Trey Z there, he he did the quarterbacks. Fitz, Heineke, and Allen. Uh, Big Doug just did the tight ends, uh, which were Thomas Bates and uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. That's oh, nobody no, said. That's yeah, he said. He said, he said, yeah, he said Ricky Sorry, he said That's what you wanted to hear. Um, Rio <laughs> did the three running backs. He said Gibson, <laughs> McKissick, and Patterson, although he was very strong in he saying keep adamant four that backs, he's keeping yeah. four if he was in charge. Uh, Declassified did the seven wide receivers, and they said McLaurin, Brown, Samuel, Cam Sims, Humphreys, AGG, and he's he's picking Milne over DeAndre Carter to be the seventh and the punt returner. That's a spicy one. And that the Burgundy zone, one. the nine offensive linemen, Charles Leno Jr., Cornelius Lucas, Flowers, Schweitzer, Ruye, Larson, Sheriff, Sadiq Charles, and Cosme. Very nice. There you go. That's it so far, and then now we got the defense and special let's, teams. Let's go ahead and start with the defensive line here. Is, uh, Ooh, is, is what we're going to start with. This is going to yeah, be this going to be interesting. And so get your pin out, Stoner, so you can got keep it. track of this. Ready to go. <laughs> what is going on? This is Jesse and John from the Bleeding Burgundy Podcast, and we are here to uh, talk about uh, the roster projections. And we have been tasked from Ref to District to do the defensive line. And I have to say, it's probably the easiest um, out, of, oh, out yeah. of all uh, of the roster projections. Wow. Um, Special teams got to be the easiest. We, right? I mean, we, we have agreed, uh, set and sewn uh, <laughs> solid on seven of them. And I, and I think uh, Stoner and Nate want a nine. So let's go through the first uh, seven that are uh, absolute 1,000% locks. Obviously, you got Chase Young. Montez Sweat, the bookends. You have mm -hmm. John Allen, Deron Payne in the middle. And then uh, I, I guess those are going to be your, your, your starters. And, and those, then, yeah, those are your front four. Yeah. The identity of our team right there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and then obviously, too, uh, these could be starters on, on 31 other teams in the league. Uh, uh, Troy Apke. <laughs> uh, Matt Ioannidis and Tim John. Uh, and then – we got James Smith Williams. He was brought mm -hmm. in to be, you know, the new Ryan Kerrigan, I guess, uh, I guess. Uh, as far as that goes. Uh, we've seen some good play from him. So th those seven right there uh, are, are definite, no matter what, locks for this uh, defensive line. After that, uh, gets a I'm little... not as sold on James Smith Williams as you are, but no. for the purposes of this, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, it could be him or William Bradley King either way. Somebody's got to back up the defensive ends. Simple as that. Yeah. Somebody has to do it. We got to choose somebody out of there to do it. So it could be either or as far as I'm concerned. But I'll okay. go with either one. I have uh, uh, William Bradley King on the team. Um, okay. That's our number eight right there. Well, we got uh, or one, at least two, for me. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys left to choose two. Yeah. So we so have. Throw out the trash first. All right. Daniel-wise. Uh, Daniel Wise gone, probably practice squad. Uh, he he has some good play. We have uh, Gabe Wright. Bye. Bun me Lawrence. Bun me Rotimi. Hey, you know what? I've heard his name a couple of times this preseason, like which is more than you can say like for it. most of the guys that are on the second that, and third hmm, team defensive line. Uh, for positive point, things. You know, David Botta's made some good plays, and I like him a lot. But and, and we get an exemption, so he's straight to the practice squad, and that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, I think he 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 has shown flashes. And, and, he sacked and, Lamar Jackson and blocked yeah. a field goal. There you go. Yeah. There you go right there. Um, 
All right, so now we have Casey Tuhill and Shaka Tony. Uh, Tuhill was brought in uh, as a, uh, uh, a free agent, uh, but he's been dealing with a toe injury. Um, it hasn't really Tuhill played. toe. The, the Tuhill toe, yeah. Uh, he hasn't uh, uh, re really played much in, in the preseason or at all in the preseason, and uh, I think he got hampered when uh, they were in Richmond. So he could be designated to uh, injured reserve. IR is not locked away this year. Yeah, exactly. So you, you um, jump him in there. So, so we have Shaka Tony. Uh, I think you could slide Tony onto the practice squad. You, you could. There. If we want to keep nine um, uh, defensive linemen, uh, we, we need another defensive end. We've got two rookies there that we drafted. We, we put picks yeah. in on Tony and we put picks in on Bradley King. So one of those guys, if not two of those guys, get to go on there. But if one of them has to go to the practice squad, I think we could stash Shaka Tony safely. Yeah. And, and there, there is people that think that Tony should actually move to linebacker um, because of his size. Yes, uh, yes and, and, I agree wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. Really. So there are people I think, that do we think have that Troy Apke can play football. But yeah, that's stop it, John. <laughs> stop it, John. We've got, uh, we've got Chase Young. We've got John Allen. We've got Deron Payne. We've got Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis, Tim Settle, uh, William Bradley King, James Smith Williams. I lost count. Is Shaka that eight? Tony. And Shaka Tony. Yeah. Okay. So there as we learned today, it. I can't count up to nine. <laughs> uh yeah check us out uh we re uh, record episodes on mondays and fridays now uh you can check us out on youtube or any podcast platform out there we are the bleeding burgundy podcast uh we you know have some fun on, on these podcasts yeah, that's for sure uh and, and we yeah, got we to race hell and we have proven from time and time that nobody is safe doesn't matter uh if you're jason wright if you're Joe Theismann, or if you're Jerry Jones, or even Daniel Ooh. Snyder. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> Fuck this team up faster than you can imagine. Hail to Hail. the team. All right. Thanks Those to the guys, guys out at the uh, Bleeding Burgundy podcast. That was a, that was a lot of fun. That was great. I uh, definitely uh, tune in. So they record Mondays and Fridays, as they mentioned. Uh, great guys. Great fun that they have. What do you guys think of their D-line? Uh, uh, I don't have any interesting. Beef. Yeah, I don't have yeah, any beef um, with it. I'm ready to at the end. I mean, I would probably put William Bradley King in his place instead of. Well, he's got both of them. Oh, oh he he's does. Okay, both, so or they got both of them in there. Yeah. The only really one out... is like Two Hill, is really oh, yeah. the one where a lot of people think uh, Two Hill's going to make the squad. Um, but he's, he's probably going IR. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably an IR guy. So. Yeah, other than that, maybe they're going to pick somebody off the waiver wire, but that's not part of this, you know. That's yeah, not part of this project. exercise. This yeah, part of the so cuts. No. Yeah, that's true. They can put, they can yeah. uh, keep someone like uh, Shaka Tony uh, on the original roster and then pick up a free agent and then put Shaka Tony on the practice squad. So that is true. That is fair. That is something that they, that is absolutely within their, their they, right to do. They may have cut Shaka Tony during the course of us talking about it. We, I mean, there's like guys are getting cut. It's definitely why we wanted know. to get the show out as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah, before sure. this, yeah. the cuts started coming. And we're like, oh no. But then we're looking at the names. And we're like, oh no, this is people. No, just, one's, yeah. no one's put, pit, picking them for the roster. Let's go ahead yeah, and move on to the cornerbacks. It's going to be our wa the Washington football addicts here with five cornerbacks that they get to pick. Hey, what's Montreal going on, Washington Football Addicts. 
and fans of Steve. Ref the District. So uh, this is the Washington Football X, uh, Rod, Steve, Dev, and Phil. And we're going to provide our feedback or prediction for the cornerbacks of the Washington football team. So I think that there's a general consensus, I think, of the four of us and probably amongst all the fans that William Jackson, the third, and Kendall Fuller are the two locks. And then we're going to chat a little bit about cornerbacks three, Only four, two. That's interesting. and five. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, I'll kick it to you first. Who is the third cornerback to make the team for the Washington football team? I think the third corner to make this roster is going to be the rookie, Benjamin St. Juice. Juice. Uh, from Minnesota. Uh, he's impressed in the preseason, impressed in camp. 6'3", long arms, physical corner, compressed, uh, you know, and just has a natural knack for staying with receivers. Uh, you can't have enough guys like that. No, I definitely do this super long and rangy. Love it. I, I look at him and it's it's obviously way too early to say, hey, Richard Sherman, but I like the way he looks when he plays the game mm-hmm. so far. And I think yesterday, Steve, you went to the game. He was actually on the, the, the cover of like the little paraphernalia, like the, the game day booklet. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so I think he's a lock. So number three, Phil, you hammered it down. So uh, Dev, kick it next to you, brother. Who do you think is going to be cornerback number four? Oh, uh, Jimmy Beeping Moreland. That's who's going to. Uh, <laughs> people's corner. Nice. The people's yeah. corner. Ah, people's yeah, corner. Yeah, the people's corner. Star, Jimmy. I think Jimmy's <laughs> the guy. Uh, he plays uh, inside, you know, slot corner, uh, which I guess you could technically push J- uh, Fuller into that role and have uh, Juice play outside. But I'm going to go with Moreland as the fourth corner on the team okay. or the you look at it yeah of, of course so it's just at least fourth for this pod so far so that's that's our four so we got william jackson kendall fuller's the locks benjamin st juice the rookie people's corner jimmy morland so steve who is number five oh steve well a few minutes on, ago steve. i would have told you differently but since i've been informed that my man your dev's man troy apke has been is in potentially moved the corner i'm gonna say apke so yeah, Troyaki would be the fifth corner. These other guys, I don't, you know, Danny Johnson, Cole, Luke, by McCain, Tyre, Robert McTire. Stevens, Linda Tory Stevens. McTire, though, for sure. I, I don't think they've done enough to, to make make the fifth. So Troy Aki. Damn, Troy Aki. Now that's that's a huge pick uh because obviously we know that Acme has the speed but his hips have been tight he's been really weird but like dev said before we hit record on this he's he's permanent prominent in special teams he can play corner he can play safety if they have to move him there so there's there's versatility and that will get you on a team now i know we said five but if if it's not apke i'm gonna jump in here now and i'm gonna say hey if if Apke isn't the fifth guy, I really did like the play of Tory McTire yeah. uh, this uh, preseason. I think he's played very well. Um, he's been part of some highlights, but Devin also alluded to early before he hit record. He has a groin injury, and that may get him stashed in the IR. So that may be the way that we keep six instead of five, but that six cornerback goes to the IR for the, uh, the start of the season. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from the Washington Football Acts how we feel. I'll give the rundown again. We got William Jackson the third. He's a lock. Kendall Fuller. He's a lock. Benjamin St. Juice. He's a lock. Jimmy Merlin. He's a lock. And then Troy Apke. 
and Tory McTire. That's where we're kind of waver on the line because you can kind of go either way with both of those. But that means if those are the five and or six, Danny Johnson, he's out. Daryl Roberts is out. And Lyndon Stevens is out. So <laughs> that's what you hear from the addicts. Hopefully it comes true. And uh, thanks to Ref the District for allowing us to be part of this uh, cross podcast. Hey, thanks, Peace. Washington Football Addicts, for yes, joining sir. us. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I, I'm not a big fan of Apke, but that was that was some well thought out uh, plans there. Shocked to kind of hear the People's Corner be, you know, one of those ones that was up high. I, I'm 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 big on him, but I think that it, he's one of those players who might be a surprise cut for tomorrow. But they bring up the hamstring injury for Tory McTire. Do you think IR I might thought, be an option? I thought it was, I thought a, concussion. It was a Yeah, I thought it was a concussion. Concussion. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was a. I Either mean, he was in. Hurt. He was in concussion protocol at, after the game or during the game when he went yeah. out. So that's what I. But it could be another injury as well that we don't know about. But if you do put him on IR, don't you already have to automatically miss three games minimum? So, yeah. so that's a kind of a scary thing. But I think probably, I think they probably got mm-hmm. it right. I saw that, Stephen McTyre's probably going to go on IR, and Trapkey's going to get that last spot. <laughs> And you know Trap what? season. You never, ever, ever you don't want to see him play. To see him, to play see him play other than special teams, and that's how he's winning the job. He's winning the job because he excels at special teams, not hey, because he's versatility. A good right? Hey, right? And that's and that's why <laughs> I think guys like Cam Sims and Peyton Barber are making the team because they're versatile. Cam Sims is not versatile. He is. He plays he on plays, all the teams. He plays on teams. All so, the teams. He, He's not speaking good. of teams, Danny Johnson being left off. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's gone, bro. We've seen enough. Seen enough. I mean, he's yeah. the he's not right now. He's the returner. go-to for the kick returner. Are we gonna are we gonna see good. the return of uh, Rock yeah. Cartwright? Yeah. Oh, oh no, Patterson, not Patterson even return close. kicks. Yeah, that'd be cool. Patterson could be a Darren Sproles <laughs> or Rock Cartwright, but not Danny Johnson. And there and there goes Colin. Here comes Colin again to come with, in here with and Mr. make me feel, so make me so feel dumb. Colin, we, <laughs> but he's right. We appreciate he's right. you, man. He's absolutely right. Yeah, so if you're do. placed on IR before the cut day, you have to stay oh, on IR the whole year. So they would so, have to cut him and then bring him back and then put him on yeah. IR. I yeah. see. Which right? I don't think anybody, like we talked about before, I don't think anybody's knocking down Washington's door to get McTire. As much as we love yeah. him, he's not – He's not wanted. Yeah, by check out our teams. interview on our YouTube page uh, with his dad, Tim. What's McTire. up, Tim? You can uh, you can catch that. We 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 really like him as a player, so we're we're pulling for him. Yep. But it might and he it might balled not out be before his concussion. He did. He was he balling. Was, he was even on the play that he had a concussion. He was he was yeah. doing his job. He, he ran with the ones in Cincinnati. So yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's a good player. He's. He's going to stick around for a while. But it is trap key season. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so Washington Football Addicts chimed in with, uh, it's the COVID rules from last year. So IR no matter the day and return baby. So once they are put on IR after the cuts, they can come mm-hmm. back anytime during the season, unlike before mm-hmm. where it was either IR for the whole season or you can designate the one person to come back after like, like eight weeks. Six or eight. So, yeah. So let's move on to the safeties. This All is right. from so our this, friends this over at the Taylor Todd podcast. This is Todd from the Tane Todd Podcast. Five safeties that I think will make the roster, that I want to make the roster. Number one, Cameron Curl. That's obvious. He'll play free. Love he'll play Curl. strong. He'll do it all. Should Buffalo. Landon first. He'll do it all. 
Number two, Landon Collins. The contract, but also the leadership, right? I think he can have a bounce back year. I don't know if he'll be on the team longer than this year, but I think he's definitely going to be back. He's going to be on the roster, and he's going to play a lot. Number three, Bobby McCain. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of that three of them, that combination, McCain, Curl, and Collins. I think those will be their three starting safeties, and you'll see them rotate in and out. McCain more as a single high, uh, Collins and Curl mm -hmm. more as down in the box. But I think that's where we'll start at with the first three. Four, I'm going to go with the Shazer Everett just because yes, of that experience. He's shown that he can play and that he can play well. Uh, he can play free safety, you know, I think consistently well. He's no Troy Apke. And he comes up and he'll hit guys. He's a, Damn. he's a pretty consistent tackler. I think he's a great depth piece. And then number five, not Derek Forrest. I think Forrest is going to end up on the practice squad. I will say Jeremy Reeves. I just think they really like him. He got some playing time last year. And so I think they're going to continue to give him opportunities. Forrest to be in the practice squad. Injuries happen, then maybe he'll get called up. But I don't think he's ready to be on the field during a regular season game just yet. Reeves has that experience. So those are my five. Uh, Curl, Collins, McCain, Everett, and Reeves. I, I hope he wasn't I, doing that while driving. That's pretty dangerous. I was thinking he was the, the passenger. Because <laughs> he, he didn't hope. look up the whole time. That car was moving. My man was, I was driving. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know uh, Bobby McCain's like, <laughs> it's like, okay. I like, I like Reeves. Uh, I hope he does make it. He's a, a South Alabama guy, and we have a connection to South Alabama with our guy Kwame, uh, Kwame Lewis. So I hope he makes it. And Curl, I abs, I'm in love with Cameron Curl. Uh, you can tell I they like he him. loved him. He listed yes. him first over yeah. Landon Collins. Yeah, He's no like, first, joke. Cam Curl's got to make the team over Landon Collins, which is not really surprising because I we you know District Diamond from last year. Everyone loves Cam Curl. Landon I'm Collins. I'm just great. afraid. I'm afraid of a sophomore slump from Cam Curl. I'm not saying mm. it's going to happen, but I am really kind of scared of that just because of where we got him last year and how he shined so much last year during COVID on a on a defensive backfield that wasn't as packed as it was as it is this year. Mm. I just hope he doesn't go through a sophomore slump. You know yeah. what I mean? We, we've seen that with some of the late round uh, mm -hmm. players before that have played that Rambo comes to mind where flashed as a rookie Rambo. Rambo. Yes. Rambo. Everyone thought, Hey, this guy's going to be a stud and then completely fell off after his macho hit macho Harris. Um, yeah. You know, we can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I'm not saying he's not bad. He's, he's definitely a stud. I'm just, I just hope he continues to grow mm. Yep. and doesn't retreat, doesn't retreat. So we're going to move on here. Where are we now, going? Now it's a little Line harder for me to tell who who's who on this okay. little map. Yep. So we're going to we're going to pick you? one. Yeah, let's uh let's I wanted to oh, move because to, they're both gray. They're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, Chris Horton. Have, Steve Lim brings up Chris Horton. That's the guy oh, yes. I always try to think threads. of. Hard hitter, but that's it. Yeah, it was amazing. He was like about to go to the Pro Bowl. And yeah. then and then he was just terrible after yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was I was trying to think of that. I was trying to think of Chris Horton. That was probably yeah. mm, man, that was probably 10 years ago, maybe maybe not quite that long ago, but it was a while ago. <laughs> it could well well be that far uh Yeah, it might have been 10 away. years ago. 
All right, let's move on to our next position group here. It's Corey from all it? the Warpath, a.k.a. Saints House 405. And this our friends from Ref the District asked me to take a look at the linebacker spot and which six guys I thought were going to make the final 53-man roster and avoid the Grim Reaper of cut day. And when you look at it, three of these guys did not uh, show up. They were saved and had a chance to relax and drank some foo-foo drinks on the sideline uh, against Baltimore. And then the other three were starters there. We take a look at it. Uh, starting out with Jamin Davis, the rookie out of Kentucky. He's the first selection for the Burgundy and Gold in this uh, past spring's draft. And, of course, he was going to make the roster. And no doubt about it. We saw him struggle in New England. Seemed like he got back together a little bit against Cincinnati. Still a long way to go, I believe, there. But we got to remember, this is a guy who did keep Kyle Pitts in check. Can't wait for that Atlanta game. Just saying. <laughs> We're looking forward to seeing him, uh, the young man out of Kentucky. We move on to a guy. You love him. You hate him. You're not really mad on him. Uh, John Bossig. Yes, Decidedly we know he avoids mediocre. coverage. Like politicians avoid straight answers, but yet still <laughs> the man is still here. Elder statesman, been in the league since 2013, has been in Washington since 2019, and the guy led the team in tackles, in combined tackles last year. He had 100-plus tackles his first year in Washington, and he said, let the good times roll on. Two sacks and two wins against Philadelphia, and then he also – had a clinching interception against the Steelers. And how could we forget? He's also the man who made Andy Dalton poop himself there. So you look at that. <laughs> I think that's enough to keep him going here. But uh, in all seriousness, his veteran leadership there. Uh, hopefully he can get a little bit better in coverage. But, you know, maybe Jamie Davis don't want to learn that from him. So we move on to Double Nickel, the man who has flowing laps like Samson. From biblical times. Yes, Cole Holcomb, <laughs> the guy who had a great camp, looked good, missed Cole a few saw. games last year, missed about a quarter of the season. Uh, he is back. He had 100 tackles uh, his rookie year when he came with then Redskins uh, out of UNC, North Carolina Tar Heel there. And yes, sir. He gets him with the green dot a couple of times. Maybe he's calling plays out there. So maybe we may see him at Mike linebacker a little bit more, but Cole Holcomb looking for a strong season. I think we get that out of him. Of course, he is going to make this squad. Now you look at the other three here. These guys were the starters against Pittsburgh. I mean, excuse me, against Baltimore. First of all, a, a draft pick from last year, Kalik Hudson, a.k.a. Hitman. I liked him coming out of the draft last year. I think he did a lot of good things for uh, Jim Harbaugh up there at the uh, with the Wolverines on special teams. Now he brings that to Washington. I think there's a lot of things Jack Del Rio can do with him in this offense as well. So we'll see there. Uh, I think he was at the middle linebacker spot. So we'll see what Khalid can do. Uh, he led the team in special team tackles. I think he had eight of those. So there's a plus as well. Uh, you, then you move over. Another guy who was here last year, he's actually with Ron Rivera in Carolina. Last two guys were as well. Uh, Jordan Kanashik, I think I said that right. Um, and he, out of Cal, right. he was here last year. Uh, played a lot of special teams, number 59. He goes out there, and he had 10 tackles against Baltimore. Uh, bright spot, I guess, if you can call it. And 
this guy, he'll make the roster. I, I, I do believe that he is a grinder, and he, he will survive as well. Uh, a guy also uh, who was with them in Carolina, David Mayo. Didn't realize he was in the league since 2015. But David Mayo, number 51, came from New York. He's had some starter experience in the league. He was actually even on that Super Bowl team uh, that for the Panthers. So I think he will make the team as well. These are your six linebackers for the Washington football team. Jamin Davis, John, I love to dodge coverage, Bostic, Cole Flowing Locks, Holcomb, the hitman, Khalid Hudson, Jordan Kanasik, and David, let's spread it like mayo. As always, they say on my channel, love, peace, and hell. Appreciate y'all. Let's go, Burgundy, and go. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Brian. That's all the glory from On the Warpath. Excellent, uh, excellent, excellent breakdown for uh, mm -hmm. for it. Linebackers, after you get those first three, it's a drop off. It's, yeah. Hey, it's I guess, scary. But he nailed it. Of all the ones that were left, those are the, probably the best three available to make the 53 that we have. And that's well, not saying a whole lot. Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to see a couple of those guys come week one. Yeah, I, I definitely you know think I mean? this is this is a position Washington's going to be picking players up off. Oh, of yeah. KJ Wright. Listen, KJ Wright on the there's phone. 31 other teams that haven't signed KJ Wright either. There's something going on there. Something. He, he's something he's sitting there. On. It's not just Washington. I don't think any other team has a problem with linebackers like us. Well, well <laughs> that's probably why they're not calling him. Okay, but KJ Wright, maybe he doesn't want to play anymore. Maybe he's I just know, maybe. maybe he's just like I'm done. I don't want to play. I, I think it's a very Leave similar similar situation to uh, he just post. He's been posting uh, workout videos. We cut Washington cut him last year. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, uh, um, Ferrari yes. Foster. Yeah, Foster. Um, exactly. Ruben, I think Ruben it's Foster. Ruben Foster. Foster. I think it's give him a chance. I think it's another, another situation where it's just like there was an injury and now he's on the sidelines and you're just like he's lost a step. You know, you so you don't you don't you don't play you don't pay pay people for that unless you're in no, dire need. You're gonna you're gonna have players that have uh, <laughs> you have a little bit of loyalty. So that ends our defensive set, if I'm yep. correct. Yep, we just got special teams. Just special teams coming That's it. right. That's here. gonna be tough. That's Guys, this is done. Josh Taylor from the Burger Yard Podcast here to bring you the special teams position group. Now, when I first got this, I was like, oh, man, special teams is going to be so boring to talk about. But joke's on you. Special teams was one of the more talked about position groups in preseason, and for a good reason. Now, of course, we have Trestway, the GOAT, best punter in the league, should be in the yep. high 90s on Madden. But anyways, I'm looking forward to everything he's going to do this season, dropping dimes right within the 10-yard line all season long. But all the attention's on Cameron Cheeseman and, of course, Dustin Hopkins. Now, Cheeseman comes in, filling Sunburst huge. I mean, huge. how do you even come in and fill the shoes? Everything he did on the field, off the field, and mm -hmm. you go out and you draft this guy. Yes, we draft a long snap, but that kind of tells you how important <laughs> this position yeah. really is. Yep. And Cameron Cheeseman, one of the top long snappers going back to before he was in Michigan, one of the top at his position in high school. Same with Fletcher at Alabama. Those were the top two guys coming into the draft. Both were drafted pretty close together too. And I think that it just honestly takes time being a long snapper. And Ron's talked about it. It's all about in sync. You have the snap, you have the hold, you have the kick. 
you have to get used to everything. It's like the three just need to go on a retreat to the Bahamas and spend some time together just snapping balls. <laughs> and honestly, it just takes reps. That's all you need. Just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Muscle memorization, getting used to each other. Now, Dustin Hopkins. Been oh. here for a long time. And honestly, the stats back up that he's been a successful kicker for so long. You don't remember every good kick. But yes, you remember the bad kicks. And oh. rightfully so. You're supposed to be able to make almost every mm -hmm. kick reasonably to a certain distance. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, last year cost some games. Those are the big ones you can't do. You can't have that in the middle of the season. That's the ones that we're thinking about. We don't want to repeat history. But it's not easy just to sign a random kicker and have him come in and just hope things work out. Things can get more worse then they can get better. And I promise you that. Ask teams like Chicago. It's really hard to bring in a random kicker, especially at this point in the season. We've seen Hopkins make the big kicks. We've seen him make the long ones, the 50, 55 yarders. We've seen it. We just need him to clean up and really learn from those mistakes. Get in sync with the new guys. I have faith in him. Ron has faith in him. Now, if he starts missing in the middle of the season, costs his big games, obviously it's something that you really think about. But I just want fans to realize it is not easy just bringing in a new kicker and say, oh, anyone can do this. Other teams have these guys. Yes, but it's not like those guys are just walking the streets waiting for a job. So give it time. We'll see how everything pans out. But Ron's sticking behind him. He said he's not bringing any kickers in right now. And rightfully so. We're two weeks away from week one. So I'm Ryan with special teams. Tressway is going to do what he does, but all eyes are on Dustin Hopkins. Let's see what he does this season. All right, that's Josh from the Burgundy Network. Uh, rounding out our 53 with what we all knew was probably the most obvious for the three special teams positions. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was kind of really hoping, Josh, you were going to do us a solid and cut <laughs> – Cut him, cut D hop, and just here, be like, man. and just like have some random name. Uh, Joey Sly. So <laughs> he was the kicker in Panthers. Josh so, brings up a good point. You, these guys, you can't just bring them in and expect can't. them to do better. No, you can't. But this is Dustin Hopkins' mo. Even with the greatest long snapper in the NFL, with Nick Sunberg, he was missing easy kicks. I can understand if all of his kicks or most of his kicks were like, I don't know, long kicks, and he was. 50%, but like he can't make distance kicks. And so that's why hopefully our offense can get us in field goal range that's 40 yards or lower, like I said, so he can make it. Because if we if we get stuck behind that 40 yards or more, man, we're not making I mean he I've hated him since London. We tied <laughs> well, yeah. the Bengals in London. Because of those missed kicks, yeah. And that was an easy kick too, if I remember. Yeah, it was like 30 that's what I'm saying, something like, like that. It's but just kind of it's, it's it's embarrassing. So we we brought bring in uh, Cheeseburg. We mentioned Nick Sunberg was uh, big shoes to fill. We also talked a lot about Madden. Does anyone remember Nick Sunberg and Madden? This is like a decade ago. This is when mm -hmm. he was early. They gave him like an awareness rating that was super low, and so like that became the topic because he was just uh -huh. like that's, that awareness rating is so low. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't know, know where like where my uh, how to tie my shoes type deal. Uh, <laughs> I wonder so why he was fun. cut. I honestly wonder why he was cut. He's, he had an injury. He yeah, played he's got through an injury, injury this uh, this last uh, season, and yeah. so you got ten years in the league, and you know you can't really risk that timing, right? So Josh brought that up. You know you've got to okay. get those reps in, and if 
Nick goes down in the middle of season, you have to replace your yeah. long snapper in the middle of season, season, as they did actually, because they did actually have a uh, a substitute for Nick this last season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right, well, how long is Dustin Hopkins' leash then? Right now, he's got to be on a short leash. Short-ish. Short ish. Short. No, I don't think it's short. I don't I think it's a long leash be. either. No, it's got to be short. It. It really the all game one. Well, I mean, it really all depends on the importance of the kicks that he misses. So if he goes one for three against L.A. and they win 27-20, you're not going to worry about it. But if he misses You're, you're going to wait till he loses you games is what you're going to Well, you're going to wait till till it has an effect on the wins and losses, absolutely. Because otherwise, he's inconsequential to the wins and losses. But I just don't – I've been saying all along, I don't think – they're going to replace him unless he just throws up all over himself. And I don't see that happening. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to nice be that. Guy. He's not terrible. He's not great, but he's not. Josh terrible. brought it up, brought up the stats. If you look at the stats, he is, there's a reason why he's on here. Uh, mm-hmm. Washington football addicts talking about how he is untouchable to Ron. <laughs> he is. I mean, he it's might probably, be. At some point. I, I think, I think honestly, it's going to take, uh, Stoner, to your to your point there, it's going to take a couple missed field goals that lose the game. Con- yeah, consequence, and they have to be. They can't be you know fifty yarders or even forty five yarders. We're talking a missed thirty six yard field goal, right? And the team loses. That's when Ron's going to be like, "Hey, it's it's time, time to bring to in some competition." Yeah. He should already be like that, but whatever. <laughs> It's hard. We'll see how, hard. how it goes. Let's go He's ahead and terrible. give a recap of the defense and special teams. I'll do All the right. special teams as he grabs board for the defense. Josh from the uh, Bleeding Burgundy podcast, not Bleeding Burgundy, sorry, the Burgundy, Burgundy Network. Yeah. Uh, he uh, gave us Tressway, D-Hop, and Cheeseman and gave us some good information on why it's going to be that. Oh, wait. So, Who would be the kick returner and punt returner in that special teams? No, well, we, we included that as the wide receiver, <laughs> the, the, the seventh wide receiver. Dax Milne is – we don't actually – we didn't pick out of these players. I guess Patterson's returning kicks, right? Because uh, because correct. Rio Rio put him on the, the yeah, last right. yeah. And Milne, that's fine. We'll take Milne that. is the punt returner. Yeah, We'll take that. I'm cool with that. All right. So, All right. so defensive linemen are uh, mm-hmm. – from Bleeding Burgundy, they've got, of course, Young, Sweat, Allen, Payne. We all know that. Ionitis and Settle, for sure. Those are pretty much all locks. And then they've got James Smith-Williams, William Bradley King, and Shaka Tony. Really, the only shocker there would probably be Hill not making it, but he could be a practice squad slash injured mm-hmm. reserve guy. Uh, Cor- uh, Corey San- Sanchez uh, for On the Warpath. He had the linebackers. He's got Davis, Bostic, and Holcomb. And then he's got Hudson, Mayo, and we can't say his last name. Julian Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. Jordan. Right. Um, so for the corner <laughs> cornerbacks from um, the Washington football addicts, they have uh, William Jackson III, Fuller, St. Juice, the People's Corner, Jimmy Moreland, and Trap Key Season. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then the safeties. <laughs> From uh, Tay and Todd, Todd came on and gave the safeties. Cameron Curl, Landon Collins, Bobby McCain, DeShazer Everett, and Jeremy Reeves. And like that, that. that's everything, right? Yeah. 
That's it. That was the defense. We already recapped the offense earlier. Hey, guys, this was a fun, fun show as far as the 53-man roster. We want to give a big shout-out to all the pods who who joined us to help put this together. So happy to have uh, you guys along for the ride. Uh, Definitely need to get you on for shows separately. Uh, It it came out better. It came out way better than even I had hoped. It was a project like we talked about at the beginning that Ellie from Declassified uh, suggested to us, and we ran with it. And I was, as we were trying to get put this all together, we were like, "Well, I hope it all comes together," and it did. And it came out beautifully, and everybody had great videos. Thanks so much to all those guys who who put this together for this project. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And my microphone stayed plugged in for the last. Hey, well, time, I guess. Here we go. Hey, it's what working. Happened? I'm glad yeah. you're still replacing know, it, bro. Though. Nice. Well, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. I cannot wait. I got a mic for sale. If anybody wants a mic for sale, <laughs> <laughs> it works half the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it works. I'm supposed time. to say yeah, it does. No, well, no. I tell you what. If you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and make sure that you subscribe to our channel on YouTube, or you can follow us on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Uh, don't post as much there, but if that's where you like watching your content, you can find us Ref the District on each of those platforms. We're also on all of your favorite podcast platforms, so you can catch us there as well. Whether or not it be Apple, Google or Spotify, or even Amazon. If you're on Apple, go ahead and make sure that you give us a rating and a review. That'll help other people find our content as well. And uh, for Ref the District, I'm Nathan. He's the stoner. And that's Trev, who did, in fact, join us there at the tail end. And we appreciate him jumping on and then taking off and then jumping on. It added some dynamics to the show. And uh, we stream live every Thursday at 7 p.m. So you can catch us on Thursday, where we'll be talking more Washington football team and some other D.C. sports. And until next time, be a fan. We love Washington, uh-huh. And we saw them die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know we keep it on 10. One, Let's talk about two, the one, two, three. Let's go. And they gifted. We are. Nathan and the Stoner. Yeah, that's breath the district. Oh, Come on now and join us. Did you join us? You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.